welcome back to the Conservative Atheist Podcast. I'm your host, the Conservative Atheist, and I'm joined by my co-host and producer. Right or later. Hey, guys. And today we're talking about conspiracy theories, especially on the right. There's a lot of conspiracy theories out there. Uh, I remember as a young boy, um, my, you know, I, I knew different people and family members that thought that the, any, any moment now, any moment, the government was going to require everybody to have the mark of the beast on their forehead or on the back of their hand or whatever the case may be to, to buy groceries. And they were going to be forced into taking the mark of the beast and what was going to happen. And if anybody's familiar with the, what the mark of the beast is, uh, according to the Bible. So, you know, obviously that shit, crazy nonsense. Uh, and that was, that was my first real experience with conspiracy theories. Uh, and I remember further on into the eighties, um, you know, even, uh, Oh, um, Geraldo Rivera did a show on uh, Satanism and all the Satanists and supposedly Satanism and their cults around the country and how there was this deep, dark underbelly of society. Uh, and I'm not saying those things don't exist on some level, but most of it's just bullshit. Um, and, uh, you know, so th this is what we have going on with conspiracies. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that conspiracies don't exist. Of course they do. Of course they do. Uh, you'd be naive and a fool to think they don't, but they're few and far between and they go unnoticed because they, they get lost in the shuffle. There's so many bullshit conspiracies made up by, by absolutely batshit crazy morons, especially now that they, with the advent of the internet, that the real conspiracies get lost in the crowd. They, they go unnoticed. And uh, if you point them out, you know, you just come off as a crazy because, most conspiracies are made up by crazies. Right. So what's your been what's been your experience brighter later? Um, I guess since I've been alive, it's a I mean, you look at the polling, it shows something like a I mean the big the most salient conspiracy theory is nine eleven. It shows something like a third of people have doubts about nine eleven. And I I remember the also there was the there was the South Park episode in which uh George Bush essentially pr uh, pretends that nine eleven wasn't real to the, to the little kids, and then he ends by saying well, a third of the population is retarded, you know? Uh, actually, I think a third is being generous. Yeah, well, yeah, th that's in regards to kind of conspiracy thinking. If you said 90%, maybe I would be, maybe I would believe that. 90% yeah. of the population is retarded. Yeah. I, I would also say that uh, the one thing I always love to tell these conspiracy theorists is the they always kind of to your point about the conspiracies out there. They always reference like uh, the Gulf of Tonkin or... Uh, I forget the what the ship that uh, got on, that was blown up uh, in the Spanish American War, or the ship that uh, uh, got lit on fire, and they always suspected that uh, the Spain, uh, I guess the Spanish did it, which is which was unfounded. But or, uh, or they'll bring up uh, Crystal Knocked, where the uh, where the where the uh, Nazis uh, attacked their own Reichstag and uh, blamed it on the uh, blamed it on the their opposing uh, you know their enemies. Yeah. But, but the one thing I always love to tell these people is that uh, I totally concede that the only problem is that uh, there's no ambiguity as to what happened there. And that's something that the our own government uh, totally concedes, you know, that uh, there was what what we thought was going on was nebulous or that uh, we thought somebody else uh, ignited this where we pretended it was. But that wasn't the case. And we we have a silver bullet in that sense and that no one denies it. Whereas with 9-11, it's been 20 years and everyone still and our government still says no, the American government was not be was not behind 9-11. It was Al-Qaeda. Whereas, I guess, 20 years after uh, the Gulf of Tonkin, which would have been 1984, every, the American government was saying, no, the Gulf of Tonkin was a dud. 
it uh, didn't it actually happened uh, another way or the account was a bit different and they totally concede that and these conspiracy theorists just will not will not listen to any sort of rationale like that well it's it's just like the people that are constantly are still on the jfk assassination even though it's been debunked many times they say there's no way that somebody could take that shot from that distance and and rattle off that many shots and that's been people have put it to the test and they've been able to do it many times and so the idea that it couldn't be done has been debunked. Uh, and there's been books that have completely debunked the, the, the uh, JFK assassination conspiracies. But it doesn't matter. Nobody cares. Nobody, I even know a guy that was finally convinced because uh, Bugliosi wrote the book. He was the prosecutor that prosecuted uh, oh, uh, Charles Manson. And he wrote a book debunking the uh, conspiracies around the JFK assassination. And uh, my, the one guy I knew, he was a friend of my father's, he was con finally convinced that it was a, co a conspiracy. And then later on, I talked to him and he was back to believing it was a conspiracy again. So, and I said, well, what changed? Did you know, did you learn something new or no, no, I just, I just, I thought about it and I think it was a conspiracy. Okay. So there's just, you're just a fool and there's no convincing you. And you're just going to believe whatever you want to believe is the bottom line. 9-11 um, to me is very, very annoying, you know. I've heard all sorts of things that, you know, that the, the planes didn't really hit the building, that there were projections from some laser projector in the, in the, in the you know, a satellite in the, in the sky. Um, the one guy, there was actually a guy on the line that said that uh, the reason why you didn't find bodies, which, you, you know, you did, but the reason why you didn't find bodies is because all the people on the planes were werewolves. Um, then uh, <laughs> I didn't realize werewolves just disappeared when they died, but, but what do I know? So, um, you know, the, the whole controlled demolition, there's a, there's a really interesting documentary put out by um, not the History Channel, the National Geographic Channel, and it's called 9-11 uh, Conspiracy, Science and Conspiracy. And they actually bring in conspiracy theorists and they bring in the, the debunkers of the conspiracy theorists and they do physical testing at a, at a, at a special lab and they show how, how it happened and, and why it happened and 3D models and I mean, proof positive, uh, you know, I had structural engineers come in. And if you know anything about controlled demolitions, you have to take out certain support beams, certain support walls. You have to rig it a, a specific way so that it'll collapse in on itself. You don't just set explosives at the bottom and it just collapses in on itself. It's a, it's a really, really uh, drawn out process that takes a lot of effort and a lot of time and a lot of open construction work. There's no way you could you could sneak and do it. Um, so why these people believe this, I have no idea. But it's kind of like you know everything is a conspiracy. Everything. No, that's that's why conspiracy people get away with conspiracies because everything's not a conspiracy. And, and the fact that so many people say it is means that nobody takes conspiracies uh, serious at all. I know I don't. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think to kind of the anecdote about your uh, your father's friend where he was can. Vince that 9-11 happened or i guess he believed it enough and then he ultimately went back to it well that think... was, no that was jfk jfk oh yeah sorry yeah. jfk yeah but uh I, but, but he also believes 9-11 was an inside job as well and a lot of these conspiracy theories theorists you can't get them to say that it's an inside job that they do the bullshit and and this is so that they don't have to prove their arguments they say well i'm not i'm not saying it happened this is what jesse ventura does i'm not saying i know what happened i'm just asking questions no shithead. You're 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 making insinuations. You're saying what you think happened without actually con, 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 committing to it. That way, nobody can call you out. You don't have to justify your 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 claims. Yeah, 
yeah, it, to to kind of on that, that is something that really annoys me. They'll actually they'll try to say like, oh, questioning everything is ultimately a virtue, and they're like, well, we're <laughs> supposed to question everything, which. No, we're actually not supposed to question everything. We're we're supposed to accept that uh, we don't we really we don't have much proof for anything, so we just use our rationale, you know. Right. And the people who ultimately say, "Well, you don't know this is the true," those people tend to be the most dim-witted, and they tend uh, to be the least uh, uh, adept at critical thinking. Which I always am, I'm always mystified when people do that, and they try to pass it off as some sort of like intellectual virtue. But uh, as far as conspiracy thinking goes, and the the thing I'm always interested in is that. Uh, it seemed to be the case that I don't think conspiracy theories were quite as ubiquitous as they were back then, uh, um, back then as they were today, which it seems like back then maybe they would be. And I, I'm not quite sure why that is. Maybe it's, I, I think a big reason for it is, is that uh, stupid people are just much more brazen. Well, no, it's, it's, it's the internet. Mm. Yeah, you it's, right. it's, the, it's the advent of the internet. If you were crazy, and I've said this a million times, if you were crazy in the past, you were crazy. You might've had a few crazy friends, uh, but you know, you you didn't have the access to every lunatic on the on the in, on the planet. Now, with the internet, with the advent of the internet, you you have you know it's a virtual lunatic asylum where all the lunatics, all the all the the uh, the uh, you know the lunatics that share these ideas get together in one place, the internet, and uh, and they propagate these these absolutely nonsense theories, and uh, they feed on each other. That's that's why that's why it's so brazen. Yeah, that's that, that's that's probably correct. I mean, I was uh, I, I don't know if you know about this. There was a guy who was a uh, to kind of underscore this point. There was a there was like a I think he was a preacher, but he was kind of an anti-war preacher uh, during it World War Two or right to uh, to kind of the precursor of, uh, a year or two before World War Two. And I think he had like millions and millions of listeners. He was kind of drumming up kind of an anti-war sentiment. And I don't know if he was necessarily a conspiracy the theorist, but what the United States government did is they took away his license, and then that totally uh muzzled any sort of platform he would have and then that was the end of him which uh i mean obviously i don't think i would advocate for that because it's obviously as anti-free speech is it's uh totally against uh any sort of first amendment rights but uh that does that does kind of uh, convey the point that uh if you cut off kind of can if you cut off the the source for a lot of these people it's these people don't have as many uh avenues to go to but uh it does seem like well I, they, I, they do now they do now. yeah I, I don't know how sympathetic you are to this point but uh it, a lot of people argue, or I've heard it argued, that uh, a big reason why uh, there's such a ubiquity in conspiracy thinking is just because there's a general distrust of the United States government, whereas back then there used to be much more of a trust. And obviously, if you're a conspiracy theory, it's actually going to fall that way. And they point to things like Vietnam, and they say that, oh, well, that undercut people's trust in the government. And before that, uh, people ultimately used to be much more patriotic, and or they you people used to be much more patriotic and trust their government, where there seems to be a, a general decline after that, kind of like post-60s. And I don't know kind of what you make of that. And obviously, that's that's obviously pre still pre-internet. Yeah, th there might be some truth to that. Um, but no, I, I don't think that, I don't think Vietnam is causing it. I think there's always been crazies out there that believe that everything was a conspiracy. I think it's just with the, with the uh, advent of uh, of international media that it's it's just made it you know more uh, you you see it more around you hear more about it more uh, and more people say so see you know that's I heard that story in the news so it must be true and you have a lot of these uh, oh uh, tabloid rags that promote uh, all sorts of conspiracies as well those were the pre internet uh, internet yeah you, know, you didn't have the internet but you had all these tabloid rags that you could you know you go through the supermarket. Uh, to to cash out and to uh, you know to buy your groceries and the the, the they had the racks right there that was pretty pretty much for the housewives 
and they would go and they would buy these magazines and uh, these these uh, tabloid rags, and they would you know Alien Baby and uh, you know all these crazy Jerry Springer show conspiracy theorist Alex Jones nonsense was right there in these uh, in these tabloid rags, and so that was the precursor for the internet and for all the crazy stuff on the internet. So those things still existed; they just existed in print instead of on online. Um, so yeah, I, I don't think I don't think the Vietnam War really changed anything. Well, I think what I'm kind of curious in, in, and this is something I think about, and it maybe kind of shifts gears to what we kind of talk about politically, but uh, it seems that, I mean, obviously pretty much all conspiracies or the, the kind of uh, most substantive conspiracies uh, tend to be that uh, the United States government is uh, colluding against us and getting all these wars. And obviously, if you're a very patriotic American, you're going to be someone who's not going to think the, the United States government is is uh, ultimately concocting these kind of weird uh, uh plans to no i i don't i don't know about that because it seems like <clears throat> i know in the past the, the a lot of the conspiracies were on the left but now they, they tend to be on the right now and the right the right is the most patriotic and yet they're the ones that believe that everything's a conspiracy and that the government's behind everything yeah i i, I guess there is a point in that you could argue that uh, they're <clears throat> which i don't know i mean you, you still have to and this is a point you make that uh obviously the left it was much more conspiratorial when uh, like 20 years ago and about 20 years ago when 9-11 happened and now it's the it's the right and uh and uh, obviously they would uh, still be patriotic but uh i i guess what i'm interested in is i see people who were who were uh, uh 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 spurred to go into 9-11 or the genesis for them joining the the marines or whatever armed service was uh, due to 9-11 but then these same people ultimately believe that 9-11 is now an inside job which uh and there has to be like a pretty good faction of these people out there. I know I've met a couple, but uh, you do have to wonder what's going on in these people's heads. Like, are they still very patriotic or have they kind of repudiated or jettisoned kind of their patriotism and think that, okay, well, the United States government's against me and I don't mind the idea of patriotism, but uh, it has to be directed towards something else. Yeah, well, they, they have patriotism, but they say that they're for the people, they're, they're for the, the, uh, the, the, um, the founding fathers and the constitution, but they're, they're against the government and they think the government's corrupt. Of course, the government is corrupt. It's just not corrupt the way they think. And they think that the, the, the government is uber, um, is u uber uh, efficient and, and capable. And it's just not true. The government, the government fucks up everything they try. If, if you want to screw something up, put it in the hands of the government. But you know these people believe that uh, the government is so perfect that they can work out all these different conspiracies, and that they can cover all these things up. And uh, no, they, they they screw everything up. They they can't cover anything up, uh, and uh, every everything gets leaked eventually. And you know when you have the JFK assassination and there's no been no leaks. When you have nine eleven and there's been no leaks, that's just not possible. Think about all the people that would have to be involved in nine eleven. All the people that have to be lying, all you know, thousands or tens of thousands of people, uh, at least to, to make that work. Uh, and nobody's speaking out, nobody's showing any proof, nobody's coming forward. Uh, it's obviously bullshit, but these people are so determined. Um, I was in a chat room a while back. Um, I, you know, we use that, we always refer to that uh, new, well, it's not new now, but that chat app called uh, clubhouse. And I was into, I went into this one room. There was literally hundreds of people, maybe even close to a thousand people in there. There was hundreds of people in there and there were two people moderating. And these people seemed like normal human beings. They were dressed nicely. Um, and they spoke well, they sound educated. And then they got into how they thought that, uh, that Joe Biden wasn't really alive, that he's been long dead and that there's three different actors that play Joe Biden. So if you were, let me ask you this, if we were, if you were going to put up actors to, to play Joe Biden, 
would you have them play him as a doddering old fool and a moron? I mean, why would they do that? Why wouldn't they make him look like he's the best possible Joe Biden? You know, right. it's 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 just complete stupidity. Uh, what proof do they have? Well, you know, I thought I saw a mole around his ear, but in this case, in this in this particular picture, it doesn't. I don't see the mole. Therefore, it's not the same man. You know, just absolute crazy nonsense. And so, you know, there was another time I went in for a second and left. Uh, and, uh, of course, they want me to stay in. They want me to participate in the conversation. And I refuse because, you know, all, all arguments, all conversations are not valid. And I'm not going to waste my time. If, if, you're, if you're telling me that elves are coming out at night and they're, and they're tickling my balls, I, I'm not going to indulge in that conversation. I'm just not going to. It's, it's a waste of time. You, you know, I, when, I, when I try to debate people, I don't go down to the local, um, you know, uh, school for the mentally retarded or go to the local insane asylum and, and take up an argument with, the, with one of the people there at the, at the hospital. It's just not what I do. And, and, and that, that goes for people on the Internet as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it seems like there's a groundswell of crazies on the internet, which uh, obviously does jive with your theory that uh, it's due to the internet, which uh, I probably think is the, kind of the uh, main kind of promulgating or propagating force for, for a lot of this. I, I was kind of going to kind of touch back on it and kind of, uh, I, I just thought of this and it kind of goes back to the, your, your, your dad's friend where he says something and then he ultimately thinks that, Oh, well there's this, so you have to do it. And I, I almost wonder if uh, the, my, my kind of Genesis for, what I think is a big uh, impetus for conspiracy thinking is that uh, they just can't accept uh, they they ultimately just need to confer more meaning on what happened to them. And I find with like nine with a like JFK uh, think uh, what is it? They usually say the magic bullet where right. it was straight a certain way, which one you could say that that's ultimately just kind of a post hoc kind of justification and that they would have believed in it anyway, but they find one thing and they're, but they find something that uh, maybe wouldn't have happened again, or maybe seems like an oddity. So they go with it. But uh, I think a lot of these people, they, and maybe, maybe it just shows like, uh, I mean, obviously, if you look at the comorbidities or for conspiracy thinking or the corollaries for what they're likely to, their mental state, they, they tend to be pretty paranoid and be pretty neurotic individuals overall. But uh, you do have to wonder why these people ultimately do this. And if it could be the case that uh, they're ultimately just going to take like the unconventional kind of opinion and just find something that goes against kind of the grain and just run with that, you know? Well, the world, the world is a scary place. The world is a scary place. There's a lot of things that happen. This is why, and no offense to the people that believe in religion, but this is why people believe in religion. Because they want to believe that somebody's in control. Right. They, want, they don't want to believe that chaotic things happen, that unexpected things happen, that there's no real person at the controls making sure that everything works out right. And they would rather believe that there's these evil doers that are sneaking around in the, in the, in the, you know, in the shadows that are controlling everything than believing that we just live in chaos, that there's a, a huge element of chaos. And unfortunately there's a huge element of chaos and there's no way to predict it. And there's nobody in control and, and things happen. Lunatics decide to kill people. And, and it's not all a conspiracy. Sometimes it's just it, a lone gunman is just, most of the time, a lone gunman is just a lone gunman. Right. But but that's scary. They, that that means that they don't have any any semblance of control. That nobody has control, and they don't like that idea. And I understand. I understand why they feel that way. But they're lying to themselves, and, and I think that's unhealthy. Yeah, I, I should also say that the two things that uh, the two main impetuses I find for conspiracy thinking are the ones that I'll give any sort of like propositional content to in their minds, or that I I would infer from uh, I would infer some sort of propositional content is kind of the. Uh, 
oh, well, I, I believe this just because I need to confirm more meaning on things and I just can't accept reality. But there's also the part that uh, doesn't totally seem to accord with this because it kind of makes them more rational beings or maybe maybe rational on kind of a pathetic level. But they think, oh, well, I know this one particular thing and this is really how it is and it's this is totally game-changing, And but you don't. So this proves I'm superior to you and <laughs> I know what's actually going on. And I, I was going to say, I, I think you find this a lot with like kind of new atheist types, which... Uh, I, we've we've had uh, I guess a new atheist on uh, in our last episode. So yeah, he, he was actually he was actually much more reasonable than I thought he might be. I was I was I had my I had I was skeptical, but he, yeah, yeah but he, it, that that interview went really well actually. Yeah, I was just going to say that I think a lot of the new atheist types maybe this isn't as much him, but they'll think that oh well, you believe in the stupid god sky daddy or whatever you want to say. Well, I don't, and you do, so that makes me superior and makes me a much more rational being. And I feel like something similar happens with conspiracy thinking. Which uh, the only problem is that uh, that uh, it, it seems like it seems weird for that to be the case, and also paranoid thinking because it seems like kind of like the paranoid thinking would trump everything, you know? Right. Yeah, it's it's it, it, it makes them feel like they have a semblance of control again, and they, yes, they they like the idea that you know the whole world doesn't know, but I know a special secret that nobody else knows, and you don't, you don't know a special secret, and they take things out of context. Um, you know, there was that loose change video. So many things on that loose change video about 9-11 was debunked. Uh, so they did a loose change too. A lot of the things on that was debunked. Uh, they said, look at the explosions coming out of the windows as the, as the building collapsed. No, there's air inside the building. Think of an accordion. When accordion is collapsed, the air shoots out to the sides. So that's what blows out the windows. It's very simple. They also say, well, and they, they keep saying this. And no matter how many times they're corrected, they keep saying it. The steel doesn't melt beyond a, until to a certain uh, until it's you know a certain temperature. So what? Nobody said that the steel melted. Nobody's ever made that argument. If if you take a spoon and you hold it over a fire on, on a stove, you'll see the the, the steel the, the 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 spoon doesn't melt, but it does become weak and bend. That's what happens. Nobody's yeah. ever argued that it melts. But, you know, they don't really have a response to that. So they keep going back to the steel doesn't melt when nobody's making, nobody's saying that. It's a straw man argument. Nobody, nobody's ever said that. Nobody's yeah. ever said that the steel melted. I don't um, even think it's a straw man because no one's, no one's arguing that. Yeah, no, nobody's arguing. I've never heard anybody argue yeah. that the steel melted. Nobody. Yeah. It's like their version of, like what they, it's their version of a straw man, but it's not a straw man because they're yeah. not even arguing that. Yeah. They make it up and then they argue against something they made up. Yeah. I, I should say that uh, kind of, I guess we've sort of talked about kind of the genesis or the impetus for a lot of conspiracy kind of thinking or the mindset behind them. I, I think we should probably start to shift to uh, why exactly or, or kind of in regard to the right. And this this is something I've kind of been mystified or kind of always wondered about. Is the case that more right wingers and at least in today's society are conspiracy theorists? And why does it seem to why does it why does it seem that the kind of the right is uh, seemingly so prone to the thinking? Part of me says it's not really. It's just that uh, the right wing, uh, the media is just going to make these because the media is just going to, uh, I guess, pinpoint on a lot of the crazy right wingers. And in particular, you can find a lot of crazy uh, black people who believe a lot of crazy things. And they just don't they're just not quite in the limelight or 
and guess yeah, kind of if, you, if you go if you go into the black community and i was told by this by a friend of mine that was a good friend of mine during college and he was black and he said that the conspiracy theories were real big in the black community that and and i i i didn't i wasn't sure if he was telling the truth at the time i, I was i was skeptical but then later on i've heard uh, you know, was working with people. I've heard a lot of people say from the black community that they believe that uh, Tupac is still alive and that Biggie Smalls was too alive. I barely even know who these people are, but they're still alive and that they're part of the Illuminati and all the famous black people are part of the Illuminati and it's a big conspiracy and it's just, it's just really stupid shit. You don't hear yeah. about it talked about much in the media, but it's, it's very, very popular. Yeah. I, I... I, I definitely think that's that's the case regardless, but I, I think my question is uh, the question I have is uh, I, I guess accepting that premise is that uh, is it the case that the black community still has a lot of figureheads that uh, that uh, do stuff in the media that believe a lot of the stuff and maybe they're not it's not it's not uh, it's not as highlighted that they they believe the stuff will be in the media and the the one kind of person I always think of is Louis Farrakhan where you can find him meeting with Obama where the black congressional dis, uh, caucus has no problem meeting with him there's obviously recently where he seemed I find this with any sort of black celebrity or any when any sort of like really famous black person dies they always invite invite like a bunch of like black uh, ministers and uh, religious figures and uh, he Louis Farrakhan always uh, invariably ends up in this. <laughs> Which is so, crazy. Which is crazy. Imagine, yeah. imagine. Think about it this way. Imagine if George W. Bush met, met with um, David Duke. Yeah, that would be the end of it. He would be out of office. He would be the devil. He would be a KKK member. He'd be everything. But if Obama meets with with Louis Farrakhan or some other black leader meets with Louis Farrakhan, nobody says a word about. It. Nobody. Yeah, it's which it's a make... it's a crazy double standard. Yeah, which which kind of my point is that. Uh... I mean, I, I think black people probably believe in conspiracy thinking just as much or even more than kind of white Republicans that the media tries to pay attention to, but they're not as highlighted. But uh, you do have to wonder if there's also like media figures who ultimately cr uh, crystallize a bunch of their views that are very much in the mainstream. And the one I can always think of is Louis Farrakhan, whereas I know there are some crazy kind of BLM types, but they're not they don't tend to believe that 9-11 was an inside job, or at least that's been my my perspective of the mainstream ones. Right. And that's what makes me wonder if like uh this is this is ultimately like a much more kind of crystallized or uh, right wing politics is ultimately drumming this up or or ginning up a lot of this or it's much more like a and kind of like an amenable like I don't know if you want to say a home to it or uh, or it's better crystallizing a lot of these views. That's that's the question I have for a lot of this or that seems to be the million dollar question in regards to conspiracy thinking and the right. Well, the the one that bothers me worse than anything, and I, I know that there was a lot more people that died on 9-11 than there were the Sandy Hook massacre. But the one that bothers me the most is Alex Jones and the Sandy Hook massacre. And I'm glad that he lost his lawsuit. And I've had friends of mine say, well, aren't you for free speech? You're always talking about how you're big on free speech. Well, I'm also big on pro-freedom. I'm very pro-freedom. Does that mean that I don't think that people should go to prison for committing crimes? No. I'm pro-freedom, but that doesn't mean that I don't think that people should go to prison for committing crimes because right. they committed a crime. So I'm pro freedom of speech, but if you tell a lie and you're a major media figure and you're spreading this, these lies all over the, all over the globe and it's provable lies and you keep doing it for years and years and years and you're damaging people's reputation and you're putting people's lives at stake, you deserve to have to pay. And so I'm glad that Alex Jones lost the lawsuit. I'm, I'm glad that he has to pay 40 or 50 million. Uh, he'll probably weasel around and keep it in the courts for years. And God knows these people ever get their money. 
but I'm glad he lost. I really am. And I, and I think there's more lawsuits coming down the pike. And hopefully if he keeps this stuff up, hopefully there'll be even more than that. So I'm pro freedom of speech. But when you tell provable lies and you know they're lies and you, they can demonstrate that you've, you've manipulated the films and you've edited things to make it look like something that it wasn't, then you're intentionally lying. And that's that's illegal. Or not illegal. It's 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 actionable. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely I I definitely agree with you there. But to, I it, kind of back to the conspiracy thinking on the right and uh, kind of what you in, in 9-11 or I guess the kind of the time 9-11 where you, you said that uh, you always found that uh, at right, right immediately after 9-11 that the, the people that were kind of propagating or believed in 9-11 nonsense tended to be kind of left wingers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then it became yeah, the, yeah, the, right. the, the, the 9-11 conspiracies were big on the left right after 9-11. But and, and, and I used to rub it in the faces of liberals. I, I would tell liberals, hey, I've never met a, a 9-11 truther that was that was a conservative. They're all liberals. And they would have to concede and they would feel like fools. I, I yeah. can't do that anymore. I, I no longer have that ability. But I, I guess my I guess uh, my question is that uh, with with your theory that this was ultimately spurred by the Internet, why do you think it's the case then, or it seems to have to be the case, why do you think it's the case that uh, the right was so uh, uh, so much more or uh, inadvertently much more affected by uh, uh, kind of kind of conspiracy thinking through their kind of uh, networks than the left was or at least well, I'll, tell you, I, I'll tell you why because the because the left is pro-government the left wants to be controlled by the government they want the government to have the ultimate control and the right is is by its by its very nature anti-government they want to have minimal government small government uh leftist liberals are big government uh the right is small government and so the liberals are more likely to embrace the government and, and believe whatever the government tells them and side with the government and, pr and promote government power, whereas the right is against big government and they want to diminish the government and they want small government and they want to minimize government power. And so that leads the, the, the right to be more conspiratorial when it comes to the government and, and more anti-government and it, it kind of all feeds into itself. See, yeah, I, I, that, that could very well be correct, and I, I could see the the plausibility in that. And uh, I know we've talked about this a bit already, but uh, the part where I would challenge that a bit, and I, I'm kind of mystified by it, is that the right is naturally much more patriotic. So it seems like they would be, they would, they would uh, obviously want to defend this country, and they would think it's odd to constantly blame uh, our own government for everything, you know, especially well, when they're, they're here, the ones more likely to join the armed for services. They are, and, and, but here's the thing: they love the, the country. They love what the country used to be and what they wish it still was. They do not love the current government at all. Hmm. And so, if, you know, they look back on the government, say, in the 1950s, and they, they think that's that in the 1940s, and they, and they idolize that. But they don't like what the government's become. They love the country. They love the culture. They love the idea of America. But they don't, they don't love what it's transformed into. And I can, I can be, I'm very sympathetic to that. Yeah, I yeah, I guess in that respect, I, I am as well. It just still does seem kind of odd to me, and it seems that there is something like kind of weirdly contradictory about that. But uh, I, I guess, agree. I, I I guess there's another question, and kind of that uh, goes along with conspiracy thinking on the right in particular, and it's that to what extent does Alex Jones have to do with have to do with this? And it's that uh, some people might think that well, Alex Jones is such a good orator, and that uh, 
or I don't know, he's just talented as a broadcaster. So he's naturally going to bring much more people into kind of conspiracy thinking. And he's naturally on the right. So a lot of these people might also fall in that stretch. And there's kind of another thought that says that, well, there's always such a groundswell of this. And that uh, even though he's the figurehead for all of it, it's, it's, uh, he can't be credited for actually being a root cause of a lot of this. He's just kind of the effect of it. And I, I do kind of wonder what's happening there. The only, the thing I would, I, I kind of naturally lead to that Alex Jones is, Alex Jones in, uh, is invariably going to drum up a lot of conspiracy thinking just for being such a large uh, figure in the media and that he's a big part of it. But then you have to say that, uh, and obviously it's a case that uh, I can't think of like another second, uh, I, I could like the second biggest conspiracy theorist who's as talented as a broadcaster as him. But uh, Jesse, Ven- Jesse Ventura is, is very, is very, uh, is very popular in the, in the conspiracy theory world. But I don't think he's quite as talented a broadcaster. But the only problem no, I have... he's, he's not, he's not. But yeah. he's he's definitely a lot of people follow that guy. That he, he basically he looks like a giant lispy trainee, in my opinion. But he, yeah. he's very popular in the in the uh, in, in the conspiracy theory world. I, I don't understand but, why, but uh... yeah, I was going to say the only problem I have with kind of my theory or the theory I kind of lean towards is that uh, if you look at conspiracy thinking, that uh, it was pretty much it would just or at least uh, in something like a proxy for a lot of it or a conduit for a lot of it, it's 9-11. And just as many people denied that or were 9-11 truthers uh, when Alex Jones was kind of in his infancy as far as popularity goes as they are now. So Exactly. I, I, Alex Jones isn't, isn't the progenitor of all these things. He's simply taking advantage of it. He's yeah. cashing in on it. He, he's being the loudest voice for all these conspiracies and all these crazy people that already believe these things. They now have a champion that goes out there and constantly beats the drum on every conspiracy that anybody can think up and, and just keep, keeps, he keeps churning out all this uh, propaganda and, and, uh, and, and, you know, just stirring everything up. So he's, he's taking advantage of it for financial gain. I'm not saying that I don't think he's crazy. Cause I do. I think Alex Jones is absolutely batshit crazy. Uh, but I also think that a lot of it is is uh, not is uh, not politically motivated, but financially motivated. Yeah, well, I think it, I think it can be both. I think you could be a lunatic who believes a lot of the stuff, but uh, when you realize that uh, what you believe actually pays dividends, you're going to be much more uh, 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 susceptible to propagating it, or much more uh, much more likely to propagate it. That's exactly but right. I, think of, think of all the supplements and everything else that he sells on his on his show. He generates hundreds of millions of dollars. But I do think you have to wonder with kind of the, the kind of conspiracy theorists, because when I hear them talk, it's that uh, a lot of them are in unison and they get pretty much all of their news from Alex Jones. <laughs> right. And you'd have to wonder if Alex Jones disappeared, would it be the case that uh, that uh, they would all get their news or they would they would all more or less get their news from the next kind of conspiracy theorist? Or would it kind of be more kind of like... Uh, or would there be more kind of a fraction in it, or would there be more of a kind of division and schism and as far as uh, where they get their news from? Because oh, I, th- like- I, th- I think they would be fractioned, but I also think that it's very possible that somebody else would take his place. Who, yeah. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I think I think they, they would be fragmented quite a bit if, if he went down and, and uh, stopped being such a big figurehead in the, in the community. Because I... I- this kind of goes back to the, my my point, or I guess my original kind of sympathy with uh, Alex Jones ultimately drumming this up. That uh, if you if you have them all kind of pulling from like different avenues, which uh, I think probably would happen if Alex Jones wasn't as big, just because he's Alex Jones is a pretty talented guy, and there doesn't seem to be someone quite as talented. It would be the case that they weren't they wouldn't be in unison in this, and if they're not all in unison in this, it would probably be the case that uh, you wouldn't have like you wouldn't have uh, 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 how do I say this. 
kind of like a note, kind of like a weird monolith of people believing this that uh, people can pay attention to. And that's uh, invariably going to kind of drum itself up. Right. And I do kind of wonder something like, like, like kind of like a, like something like QAnon where I, Alex Jones actually never endorsed QAnon by the way, but uh, there's not that many Q people out there. It's just kind of like a weird kind of 4chan community that was never really that big. It was always, I mean, obviously with January 6th, it got huge. And some people try to say that uh, if you deny the election results, then you're, then you're automatically a Q, a Q person, which is ridiculous. But, yeah, uh, but it's, it's, yeah, that's ridiculous. And we, we, you and I have known Q people. Yeah. I, I won't say the guy's name, but remember the guy that called himself Haley's clock. I believe and, so. uh, he, yeah. He believed, well, you, you know who I'm talking about. He was the one that made the, had the kill list of, of different uh, democratic uh, politicians uh, that almost got him in trouble with the FBI. But again, I'm not going to say his name, but he called himself Haley's clock. It was one of his, one of his, uh, one of the, the accounts that he went on the line with. And he thought that uh, he, 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 I guess Haley, um, Haley McEnany was the uh, was the you know she spoke for the president, and she, there was a clock behind her that was set at a certain time, and supposedly that was some kind of a message to to the Q people, uh, and uh, that uh, you know that he was going to do this or that or you know the president was conveying and he, and he was doing it through the the hands on the clock, you were supposed to know what that meant. Oh, it's so it, yeah, it's so absolutely bizarre and batshit crazy. Um, and yeah. it's it, they say different things that that uh, Trump said in his speeches, and obviously that was a wink and a nod to them. And it's just <laughs> it's just so crazy. Well, guess, yeah, my, my point was uh, my point basically with the Alex Jones type, or that if Alex Jones wasn't around, if uh, and it was the case that they're more fractioned off, it seems like you're you're ultimately not going to get quite as mainstream because if if there's just as let's say there's still a lot of conspiracy thinking, or there's still kind of a same kind of groundswell of that kind of sediment, but uh, there's not someone crystallizing it. It's going to be the case that they go from different things. And I think in that sense, it would not be, it would be harder to call it kind of a mainstream phenomenon, you know, and maybe that's just a result of kind of our media where they, they focus, they pinpoint on one person, but uh, I'd still think if it's kind of fractioned off, I think, I think you'd see something like QAnon where you have like this weird community, but it doesn't really overlap with other ones. Or if it does, it does it more tangentially. And it's not like a full kind of a, it's not like they're, they're all demarcated in the same kind of sphere. And that's what makes me, I, I, I guess what I'm saying here, I, I, I think you understand it, but it's that how the hell did conspiracy thinking become mainstream? And I think that drums up a lot of it. And I think it really has to do with Alex Jones, because I think he's really the only mainstream conspiracy theorist out there. Yeah, I, I think Alex Jones has promoted a lot and he's made it more than what it would have been. I, that I'll agree with you on. Um, so the, the Q people, to, to shift gears a little bit, the Q people, they still believe even to this day in that room I told you that I went into that said that uh, that Joe Biden was actually played by three separate actors and that Joe Biden was dead. Uh, those people are part of the Q community and they believe that, you know, there's still that, that Trump is still going to take office before 2024. He's going to all of a sudden he's going to sweep in and take office and that uh, all the uh, all these different Pelosi and and all the different uh, politicians are, are, are the liberal politicians are going to be locked up and put in prison. Yeah, uh, this obviously is not going to happen. These people are absolutely beyond crazy, but they still, even to this day, believe that. And it's yeah. been what it's been a couple of years now, and they still believe it. Yeah, I, I think so, uh, you do have to wonder, kind of harkening back to other points you made about conspiracy thinking, is that uh, if if the Q people ultimately kind of uh, are pinpoint on seemingly like minute details in the periphery, like they do with that, well, I guess the clock behind uh, that woman, Hilary McEnany. Yeah. 
you do have to wonder that uh, if that's what they make the essence, then it, it seems to kind of uh, repudiate this idea that, uh, oh, like the genesis for conspiracy thinking is just because they see something a little bit odd and they can't accept it. Like if, if you see something a little bit odd in like any sort of picture, it's not that you're seeing something odd. It's just that you're being a crazy lunatic just looking for stuff, you know? Right. And it, it, it probably also negates the idea that, uh, oh, well, JFK – like a JFK conspiracy theory where they always pull up the magic bullets. And I guess even a lot of uh, conspiracy debunkers that I've seen with JFK, they'll, it, a lot of them will concede that at the very least, that is an odd, that is an odd thing. The, uh, actually, actually, it's not odd. It's not odd. It, it, when they show how the angle hit, JFK was sitting up higher in the back seat than the guy in the front. The, the, the car was at a sloped angle. The, 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 the man shooting, um, was shooting from a window in the in the book depository so he was shooting downward at an angle and yeah. it hit jfk and it went diag it went di it went straight through jfk and down through the other man the other man was sitting slumped down and sitting sitting lower than jfk now if the shot came directly from the back of the car and went and and both jfk and the man sitting in front of him had been sitting at the same same level then yeah that would have been odd that would have been, they would have had to have hit a bone ricocheted or whatever but no, JFK was sitting. You can see the car. He the, the car was tilted because it's a little bit of a slope. He was sitting up higher in the back seat. The other guy was sitting down, down slow, lower in the front seat. And so, the, if you line up the angles, it's exactly the way it should be. But none yeah, that, of these people are willing to look at that stuff. I, I guess that could be. I, I just heard one one particular commentator, and I heard another one. But uh, I mean, reg regardless of that, it's still basically. If that's true, it it, it proves my point even more that uh, it's not that these people, it's not that these people see oddities in, in one particular event and think, "Wow, that happened." It's that they try to look at one particular event and find like weird, minute uh, peripheral details. So that shows that uh, that uh, you can't trust them when they say something like that. They're just going to do that regardless. Yeah. No. No matter what the situation is. They're going to take little things. They're going to take them out of context. They're going to change change the facts just slightly, and they're going to make things out to be different than what they were. It's and I and I've said this in the past past uh, podcast. It's kind of like the Tuskegee experiment. They'll talk about how these these black uh, soldiers had. Uh, they say, oh well, the the U.S. government, the military, gave these black soldiers syphilis, and then they didn't treat the syphilis to see how it would go. No. They found black soldiers that had syphilis. They told these black soldiers they were going to treat them, and they didn't to see how the, how the disease would progress without treatment. Now, both is horrible. It's horrible either way. But, but changing just a slight detail of them finding soldiers with syphilis and them giving the soldiers syphilis completely changes everything. Okay, so we're rejoined by our, my co-host, um, Brighter Later. We had some technical difficulties, and brighter later is your mic. Yeah, I was going to say to kind of your point about uh, Tuskegee and how they make something much more insidious than it actually has to be, and uh, kind of have this kind of weird hand waving thing. I, I one of the conspiracy theories that I find, or they do this with, and uh, it's the, and I, I know this is one that a lot of people tend to believe, and you can, and uh, there seems to be good validity for it, but it's the Epstein. But I find that people, when they kind of uh, when they talk about Epstein, they won't give all the facts in regards to his, his suicide. And one of the things that these people are always oblivious to is the fact that he tried to commit himself. He tried to he tried to commit suicide a week before. And obviously, it's the case that uh, if he tried to commit suicide a week before and he committed suicide a week after, it can seem or it, it would seem like to me it's odd that uh, 
well, he was actually murdered because if it's the case that he tried to commit himself or try to kill himself um, a week prior, I mean, who do you think that was ultimately the murders and it just it just went awry? And because I find that odd, because I think that if somebody tried to murder me and they and they attempted it and uh, I, I would be screaming to that, I would be screaming to everyone what just happened to me. You know, I wouldn't be letting it go to uh, no avail or I wouldn't I would be making sure that my 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 cries went to as much avail as possible. Yeah, it, it is. I, I will say it is, it is odd that the guards. Well, it's not odd that the guards were playing cards and and talking and not paying attention and not doing their rounds. That's kind of the, you know, security guards are no, are notorious for that, for being you know screw ups and not doing what they're supposed to do. So that's that that part's not odd. The fact that the camera was broken that was supposed to be on his cell twenty four hours a day, that was a little odd. And the fact that we they put in a, a, a killer that was looked like the Incredible Hulk. Uh, that was a little hot. Yeah. And he did say, he did complain that the guy attacked him and, and they, they left him with the same guy. So I, I don't know. I'm conflicted on that. I really am. I, I'd like to give you a, a specific answer and say, yes, I believe it. No, I don't believe it. But I, I am conflicted. Yeah. I was going to say that even with that one that uh, I remember watching the 60 minute story uh, uh, going over everything that happens and they essentially, they came to the conclusion that, look, there are some oddities here. You can think for yourself, you know, which, uh, right obviously it does seem odd for that's a I guess what kind of like typifies or mainstream media would say that there are some oddities here in in kind of what like what's the I don't know probably the most salient conspiracy theory uh or the most salient I guess kind of uh contemporary or or conspiracy think theory that happened in the last couple of years that uh our mainstream media would say that there's oddities about this but uh I, I was just making the point there that uh it's people always want to bring up that okay well the cameras were off he did that that uh, they were looking the other way and uh, all of those details he already referenced, but uh, they won't, they won't bring up the counter argument to it, which is that, okay, he tried to kill himself a week before. So explain that, you know? Right. Which yeah, I he, he definitely that. was suicidal because I mean, who wouldn't be in that situation? Yeah. Which I, I suppose they, they tend to argue that he tried to kill him. I don't know if they argue because the, the kind of meme conspiracy that I always see is Jeffrey Epstein, Ep- Epstein didn't kill himself, you know? Right. So, I, I suppose they could also argue that uh, they just they, they made a concerted effort to make sure he does kill himself, but uh, it's typically that's typically not as insidious, or so they'll go the other direction and say that no, they actually murdered him in his own cell. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying it's impossible, but I, I, like I said, I'm conflicted. I, I really am. I know he tried to kill himself, uh, but I also know that there's some strange things that happened. It doesn't necessarily mean that 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 he was uh, you know intentionally killed, but. I just don't know. I just don't know. Um, yeah. There was a bone that was broken his neck. Uh, I'm trying to think of the name of the bone. Anyway, it only happens when somebody's strangled. It's primarily happens. There's, I, I can't think of any other ways that it could happen besides when somebody's strangled. And so the idea that he killed himself and he broke that bone, um, it's, it's, I don't know. I'm not saying it's impossible, but so I, it, it, there's a lot of a lot of things that don't that just simply don't make sense that I find very odd. Right. Yeah, I, I do remember that kind of uh, the part about the bone that they they said at the very least that it's implausible. Right. I, I'd say a kind of another thing that uh, I, I find about conspiracy thinking or about conspiracy theorists in general that uh, a lot of them and this kind of dovetails with uh, Jeffrey Epstein because they'll say oh, well, Jeffrey Epstein, if you don't believe in that, then you're actually the conspiracy theorist, or they'll say something to the effect of, well, this isn't conspiracy thinking because it actually happened. And they need to understand what semantically conspiracy thinking means. It just means that they're conspiring against you, you know? Right. Instead, pe- it can pe- be... People are, but people are stupid. 
English yeah. do, but they 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 don't understand truly what words and terms mean, and they just they just make it up as they go along. So yeah, that's that's the unfortunate part about that. Yeah, I I find that the I guess in the case of uh, they say oh well this this is a conspiracy theory can actually happen right there they're just saying that oh well there's a negative connotation to it so I don't want to attribute that to it so I'll go the other way or in the case of the uh, where they say well you're the conspiracy theorist because you don't believe in Epstein that's just I, I guess that's once again they realize the negative connotation and they say but you you're doing it because you believe in something that I guess most people you believe in something or you believe uh, uh, against something that most people believe in but. Uh, that, that's kind of like a one thing I always kind of have a, I have a gripe with. I could actually remember being at a university and talking to someone that uh, they, they we were going over the JFK conspiracy theorist and he was a, I'll just say he's a professor, but uh, this guy said something that he's like, oh, I don't think that's a conspiracy theory, think theorist, uh, conspiracy theory. And then I'm like, no, it would be. And uh, he ultimately did concede it, but I was kind of uh, mystified, but that uh, a guy that I consider to be relatively intelligent and a professor would say something kind of stupid, you know? Yeah, and just because somebody's educated doesn't mean they can't be stupid in a lot of ways. I wish that wasn't the case, but there I've met a lot of people that were highly educated and yet couldn't find their ass with both hands. So I, I used to scoff when people would say that, but eh, my life yeah. experience, I've run into it a lot. Yeah, I guess that's true. But uh, it's uh, does it, at the very least, I think it's an exception, or it's they're not as likely to do it as uh, I guess I guess uh, less intelligent people, but. Uh, I, I guess the other thing that uh, I, I kind of would like to we, we touched on a little bit, but I, I'm kind of curious on what your account of this is, because it's definitely the case that uh, there's not as much conspiracy thinking uh, 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 back then than there is today. And the one thing I wonder is that, uh, you know, if you attribute conspiracy thinking to kind of like paranoid mindset or or something along those lines, you do have to uh, reasonably expect that you had just as many people who had those kind of same thoughts. But they didn't end up being into conspiracy think theories or maybe they channeled into something else. And do you think that's a, do you think that's something that needs, it needs an account or needs kind of a thorough, a thorough account? Or do you think that's just because. No, it's, it's just really... the, again, it's the internet. It's okay. the, the internet makes these things a thousand times worse than what they normally would be. Yeah. So these people always existed. They just didn't have like-minded people that they could congregate with. And now they do. Now they have people all over the world that believe the same stupid stuff they do or different things, but they all get together and they kind of agree on everything. Do you so think it's, it's, yeah, that's, I mean, that's what it is. It's, it's the virtual lunatic asylum that the internet is. So would you say that uh, kind of, uh, I guess, parsing out kind of uh, an argument for that, do you think it's more so that the people back then that maybe they would talk about like stupid stuff in their community in like a bar or something and, and come yeah. up with something like that, but it wasn't like as a, uh, as uh, quite as uh, grand of a scale as the government. Exactly. Okay. That's exactly right. And, and there was always even conspiracies back then. Think about back in the 18, late, late 1800s, early 1900s, the, uh, over in England with uh, Jack the Ripper. There was, you know, these conspiracy theories that it was one of the princes that was, uh, you know, that he was, a, uh, he was Jack the Ripper and he was going around in, in London killing people in the, in the East End. And so there were, there were conspiracy theories even back then. That were there was no absolutely no evidence, no proof to it, but people still made it up and, and thought it was true. Yeah, I guess that's the case. Do you see any way that uh, do you see any way that uh, I guess conspiracy thinking could be stymied? And I guess in light of that, uh, the the internet's I guess I guess uh, even though the uh, internet I guess social media is is a totally ubiquitous phenomenon in our life. No. It's going to be the case that uh, there's always going to be cons there, we're always going to have a decent groundswell of conspiracy thinking and there's really nothing we can do about it always always it's going to exist forever it's never going to change 
there's always going to be people that believe in crazy things. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's the people that they, that something happens and instead of thinking, well, that's just something odd, they think, oh, that was a ghost or that was a demon or, you know, it's, it's the same type of thinking. You know, people that believe in conspiracies, they believe in, you know, aliens abducting people. They believe in Bigfoot coming and being friends with the aliens. They believe in all sorts of crazy things. And so it's all part of the same crazy mindset. And that's existed forever. Yeah, I, I would probably agree with that. Definitely, definitely the part of like, weirdly with ghost where everyone I've, I've ever heard that believes in a ghost, they'll believe, oh, something weird happened. So I can't quite explain that or way. Or so it was thing. a ghost. Yeah, yeah, so it's a ghost and kind of the same thing with like conspiracy thinking. And maybe this is ultimately just kind of postdoc, but it's like, well, that that, that didn't seem weird or it looked like a controlled demolition. So it must have been one. But I, I guess this kind of goes back to another point that uh, I, I wanted to make. And it's kind of regards to like stuff like a, I don't know, UFOs, which I guess pretty much is kind of a conspiracy thinking theory because they tend to think that uh, they're hiding it. So there's something, uh, something, uh, something conspiratorial about that. But uh, you do have to wonder the people that get like really into UFOs and stuff like that. Could it ultimately just function as just kind of like a dumb hobby to them to where, I mean, I think it could still be a conspiracy theory. It could still be a hobby, even if it's a conspiracy theory. But to what extent is this almost like a like starts out as kind of a benign hobby for a lot of people. And then, so, so, so the guy that my father knew, they weren't really good friends, but they knew each other. Okay. And, and he believed in nine 11 was a conspiracy he, inside job. He believed that, you know, JFK assassination was a conspiracy. He was a big conspiracy theorist. And one of the things he also believed in, he, ble he was part of a, a uh, he would meet up with these people that believed in aliens and alien abduction. And he believed that he knew a guy that was an alien. And I said, how, well, what do you, what makes you think he was an alien? Well, he just knew too much. He was just too knowledgeable. Oh, oh, that's what made him an alien? Oh, okay. That, that makes sense. And then he met a girl that he thought was half alien. Uh, half alien based on what? <laughs> and so, yeah. So so it, there's a lot of overlap. You know, the whole alien abduction thing and, and aliens are doing this and aliens are doing that. It's It's, you know, the Roswell nonsense. It's it's all part of the same. It's all the part of the conspiracy theorist uh, BS community. And Roswell happened what back in the fifties, and so this is you know this this stuff has been going on for a very very long time, and and of course we talked about Jack the Ripper, and the conspiracy that you know it was one of the princes that had syphilis and was going around killing people because of his the madness that was being created by the syphilis. There was no evidence of that. So. Um, I, it's it's just people people just love to, to make stupid stuff up honestly yeah i i guess another question i have in, in regards to this and we're kind of the part we're talking about conspiracy and the right is that uh you do wonder if uh donald trump i, have, I remember there's a new york times op-ed or i think this was actually just an analysis i didn't even think they labeled this as an op-ed but it said something like donald trump is our first conspiracy uh theorist president and part of me thought there's a couple ways you could take that one. You could say that, I mean, he's never endorsed flat out any sort of conspiracies. A lot of people would say election frauds, conspiracy. And I think a lot of the people who believe in election fraud, conspiracy theories, but are probably much more likely to, but you, you do have to wonder what exactly is Donald Trump actually our, our first kind of conspiracy president and how conducive is he to it? And my, my response to it would be something along the lines of, well, he didn't flat out endorse any sort of conspiracy theorist. And I mean, he went on Alex Jones once and he never went back on. And it was like, it, it, you, you see a lot of presidents when they run, they'll go on like a conservative talk show and then they'll talk about them for a little bit. And right. that, they're, they're, they're trying to get votes. Yeah, they're just trying to drum it up. And Alex and, 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 and Donald Trump's not a, not a politician, but he was trying to get votes. Yeah. But uh, 
yeah, that's that's my take on as well. But uh, and, a, and a crazy vote is just the same as a sane vote. It's yeah, still you, a vote. Do, you do have to wonder if, uh, and obviously, I'm I'm very much in kind of the favor of kind of the Donald Trump, where unconventional Republicans, where they can go against about against things like war and say a lot of them are duds or that the the motives were wrong and that uh, we're we're being screwed over on certain things and that this seems to ultimately be uh, much more conducive to con- I mean it, it seems like uh, this is what conspiracy theorists uh, want to hear regardless so that's why they they support him much more than they do someone like George W Bush and to that extent I think he's definitely a conspiracy theorist I think he's a conspiracy president or if you look at it that way I just don't think well that's if you if you look at some of those conspiracies he said about uh, about uh, Barack Obama and his his being uh, illegitimate and a birth you know not 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 eligible for running for president uh, Hillary Clinton actually said it before Donald Trump said it so um I hate to say it, but I have to wrap this up there's something I have to take care of and so I appreciate you coming back. Uh, I hate the fact that we had a technical issue, but it happens. Um, this has been the Conservative Atheist Podcast. I've been joined by my co-host, uh, Brighter Later, my co-host and, and uh, producer, Brighter Later. Uh, we drop a, a podcast every day, uh, Monday through Friday. Uh, so say Sunday night going into Monday at midnight after midnight, it'll be the first podcast. So they range anywhere from an hour to two to two hours to two and a half hours, and they might even reach up to three hours. It all depends on the on the subject matter. It all depends on the guest. Uh, you know, if we interview a guest, and we try to bring you all the different topics that people want to hear. Um, so Monday through Friday, and all you have, we're on all the major platforms. We're on on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on Amazon Music. We're on. Google Music, we're on iHeartRadio, we're on Audible, we're on every possible platform you can think of, over 25 uh, podcast platforms. All you have to do is search, search for conservative atheist, you see the clown face, you've come to the right place. Um, so before we wrap this up, and please give us feedback, whether it's positive feedback, whether it's negative feedback, we don't care, we just like feedback. We have a lot of listeners, unfortunately, we have a lot of listeners all over the world. I think we're broadcasting right now. We have listeners in over 20 countries. So, but for unfortunately, we don't have a lot of feedback. We need feedback, whether it's positive feedback or negative feedback. Either way, we want the feedback. So please give us feedback. Uh, if you like what you hear, please subscribe and listen to future podcasts. Uh, until then, when you go to, to bed at night, when you're looking up at the ceiling and you're drifting off into dreamy land, I want you to repeat this mantra over and over again. Conservative atheist is always right. 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 And when you get up in the morning, you'll have more energy. You'll be more refreshed. Uh, the, the, the air will be cleaner and, and, and smell sweeter. The birds will be tweeting. Uh, the sun will be beaming bright. And all will be right with the world. And if not, it just means you need to listen to more of our podcasts. So I'll talk to you next time, Knuckleheads. Adios.